Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother, Tasia Dash. So, we got a whole show kind of talking about different hypotheticals, um, free agency stuff. Um, but the first domino we said to fall with this whole thing was going to see what happens with James Harden. Um, and so right before we got on today, uh, Run It Back Philly is a pretty prominent uh, 76ers Twitter account. They usually, usually when they report stuff, usually that stuff you know comes to fruition, comes true. They are, they're not one of those like, those clout chasing Twitter accounts that just reports BS and sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, uh, the person, the Run It Back Philly account. What was the uh, name of this? What's the name? Run It Back Philly. Run It Back Philly. Okay. Yep. Um, they reported uh, that the Sixers are planning to offer James Harden a four-year, $210 million contract. So that's the uh, that's the report that's coming from them, obviously. Oh, yeah, Woj, no one's no one uh, legit has reported yet, but these guys, you know, they're big, prominent Sixers Twitter account. These guys uh, got enough credit and clout to scare a lot of people with that story. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So given, obviously, we don't know if this is true or not, but given that this is being reported what are your guys' thoughts initially on this uh, on this report or rumor? Does this does this deal scare you for giving James four years two hundred ten million? I don't think it gets done. No, I don't think it's done. I think it'll be one of two things. If it's years, it'll be less salary. If it's shorter years, it'll be more salary. That, yeah. That's how that's how I see the deal going. I agree with that. Yeah. So I just, don't, I just don't see them committing four years. Um, if you were going to do that, you could have already had a year in the books last year and have yeah. three years left. So you're saying you don't think it's going to happen because from the Sixers' point of view, and if you're hard, and what, what what do you think he he would want in the in this situation? I mean, I mean, obviously James would take that deal. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I I just don't think it, if you watch if you're watching around the league, um, outside of maybe LeBron James, most of the guys that are getting up in their age, they have those longer deals. It's been it hasn't worked out from from the, from a team perspective. That they're all questioning those deals now. 
That's all I'm, that's all I'm talking about. So I, I think the years is going to be the issue. Um, and I think it's some decisions that has to be made from the team and from James. So is James willing to take more and fewer years or take less and more years? And, and the team offering, what are they going to offer? Um, how many years does Joel have? Uh, I believe four more. Well, we know it's not going to be. I think it's three, it's three in, a, in an option, but he, I think it's like, it's like it's three. It's like 60 million player options. It's three. I, yeah. I mean, three, I mean, yeah, I mean, he can say no if he can get more. He's still playing the way he's playing. He'll opt out. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, we know it's not going. Nothing's going to go past. Um, maybe Maxie may be the only guy that will go past Joel. Uh, I don't know. Like it doesn't necessarily. Your question was, does it scare me? Um, I wouldn't sit here and say I'm scared because I don't I don't kind of feel that that's going to happen. That's pr- probably why it doesn't really scare me. I just just don't feel like it's going to they're going to do that. Even though let I me mean, James played well um for four years I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't feel like it's going to come down to that because I I think if it's a breakup it, it's going to be because of the years. Tasia, would you would you be scared about that, or are you more just you don't think it's going to happen, so you're not even you're not even phased by it? Um, yeah, it definitely threw me off a bit. I mean, fifty two and a half per year is a lot, considering all the every day we hear about more salary cap restrictions with the CBA agreement and how you know yes. we didn't even I didn't even touch that part. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the biggest. That's what I'm scared about the most. Like what. I mean, they, they have a staff of people looking at this. So a part of me is scared by hearing it, but a part of me is like, if Maury and his staff are comfortable with this, then they must have a plan in place to still be feeling a competitive roster and having some flexibility. But if they're just lining up and saying, this is our this is our window, four years with Joel, three years with Joel, three plus one possibly, if it's not a train wreck, um, this is it. I, that, that's why I would think it makes more sense to give him three so he can line up with that player option year for Joel. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you did that, look like we were, we were listening um, to Garnett and, and Pierce talk about this, you know, Stixers have a, a really good team. We were really close. Do you just like blow it up? You also can't feel obligated to give them all that money either to, to, you know, can't cuff yourself for the next four years. Um, but does it warrant? Does as good as we looked at parts last year warrant running it back with the same team plus improvements? Yes, but again, how much can you improve? If you give him that contract, so it's did they think they can still do it by breaking up Tob- Tobias's salary to a couple players? And sure, I mean, but they got to have a plan for it. And, and you know, Maury's known to have a plan on a plan on a plan. So seven, eight options ready to go. Then, then I'd be okay with it but yeah it definitely scares me all right well i guess we'll we'll see if running back philly is correct on their uh <laughs> on this yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're wrong i mean they, their report could be very accurate i'm just i just 
I just don't feel I just feel like the years are going to be a sticking. Yeah. Read. Um, OK, so our first topic tonight is talking about the free agents. So not only is James Harden a free agent, we have four other guys who are going to be free agents in this um, upcoming summer. Um, so my question is for you guys to uh, kind of rank the guys in order of who the Sixers should prioritize between these four guys. So we got McDaniels, Paul Reed, George Niang, and Shake Milton. If you guys could rank these four guys as far as who the Sixers should prioritize in bringing back um, when uh, when this free agency begins this summer. Uh, I mean, I, to me, it's obvious that number one should be Reed because of Joel's uh, injury history. Um, second, I would say Niang, um, McDaniel, and then Shake. Regards, Shake played well for us, but guards are usually easier to replace. Um, seems to be more, you know, obviously he's more options because of the size. Um, McDaniels, I still would like to get a full season with him. Maybe different once that happens. And the reason why I say Niang second is because we don't really know how the Tobias thing is going to shake out yet. And to have, you know, that four option there that can shoot it and you know what you can get from him um, kind of opens up for you to kind of look at other positions with the Tobias trade that eventually we all know is coming. Because Tasia said so two years ago. <laughs> waiting, just waiting. <laughs> you know, I mean, we gave it. We gave it a fair shot. We gave it a lot. We gave it a lot of years. I think I read Tobias is like the second. I think he's the first or second highest contract coming off the books next year. Hmm. Um, my list is it's close. Uh, but the list, see, the crazy thing is, like, the list really depends on. I think the person, why number one is McDaniels. And I chose that because I think he's the most hardened Tobias proof. So whether we keep or get rid of Tobias, we'll still need McDaniels. We need a long three who can play some four, six, nine. He, he can guard wings. We need a guy like that. It's very nursey type player. Um, I think he's free agent proof with as far as what we do with James or him. Um, Reed would be my number two. Um, just because I think he's another guy that can improve a lot with nurse. Um, I think he's also the kind of guy who can get a lot of playing time with him. He's long, he's agile. He just needs to work on his shot, but that's one thing nurse just loves doing. He loves doing the shot reconstruction, tearing down, restart, fixing. He just loves deep diving into shots. Like that's like his thing. So if he can fix Reed to give him a better outside jumper, man, if you give Reed a decent outside jumper, Reed's a starting four. I mean, like, right? Could you start him at four? If he could shoot 30 for us, if, you, if we got rid of Tobias and got a wing instead. If Reed had like a 36% three-point shot, I mean, I think he'd be a really good four next to um, Embiid. He can defend. He's long, and he if he can if he can shoot. Then he can shoot. He's craft. He's crafty around the rim. Actually, he's not a great scorer, but he's crafty around it. And he's athletic. 
And you can also, obviously, like you said, play five when Joel's out. That's another great perk of him, too. Um, I would go Niang three because shooting off the bench, we're always going to need with a team with Maxi and, and Embiid who will be getting so much attention if we have Harden still, another guy who gets attention. I go shake last just because if you get Harden, if you re-sign Harden and you still have Maxi. And you have Melton and you have Springer who everyone wants to develop. I mean, like what to spend money on shake at that point just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If we part ways with Harden and got like a two or a wing instead and Maxi's going to get a try to running the show, I would see shake. I would actually move him above Niang at that point. Cause I think we can get a bigger guy who can shoot easier there. We can get like a reliable uh, point guard. Who's who can score too. shake has been, Proven when he gets put in the starting position with that with the ball in his hands, he can he can play. Um, so that's just how I rank him. Yeah, I, th- I think I, yeah, I'm w- with you guys on Shake being forward down that list. I mean, I think it's Springer's time to you know see what we got with with, with Springer and I think with Springer and Melton, Maxi, and whoever, whatever guard we bring in Harden or not. A lot of, a lot of guards, a lot of guards. So I mean, I, let's let's let uh, Springer thrive. I mean, he looked good. He looked good last year in the uh, in the G League. So, and we also have McClung too. Let's not forget. Let's not forget Mac McClung, guys. <laughs> um, we have to. We have to just be very selective, and that's if we get Harden, or that's yeah, if we. Like I said, I mean, guards are just. It's easier to find them than it is. Um, and and I said Niang too because shooting is a premium. Yep, yeah. it's true. So he's proven that. Um, so, uh, last week on our show, uh, we talked about, um, we, it was kind of a, a side bar conversation about what would be the best guard to kind of pair Maxi with, um, that got a lot of, uh, hits on, on YouTube, uh, last week. So wanted to kind of explore that a little bit more today. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so looking around the league, who would you guys pair with uh, Tyrese Maxi? Um, so let's operate if we're going to try and make Maxi the point guard and if we we're going to keep him at the two. And this is obviously if James is gone, of course. Um, so this conversation would be null if that first thing we talked about is uh, is true, if we do sign yeah. out James. So, yeah, um, so, uh, yeah for, for both. So give us three shooting guards or wings that you'd put next to Maxi and also give us three point guards you would put next to Maxi if you guys could re- – realistic ones that you guys would uh, think would be an ideal fit with uh, Tyrese Maxi. Man, you as you go, I'm not listening to all these guys. Man. I was gonna say, let me, let me go first. Then uh, I'm trying to think, man. Like when you said um, the word that threw me off when you said realistic. Yeah, I know because I mean a lot of guys, but yeah, when you say realistically, I'm like, well, well, you know, well, you know what? <laughs> that list is that list is short, and three may be too many. Yeah. When it comes, when it, I'll do mine. When it comes to you. Name unrealistic ones at that point, because we could find maybe try to find cons. Unrealistic ones, but realistic cap space. I know. Like so, somewhat realistic. Um, somewhat. Uh, Gary Trent, wing, um, six five, twenty four, can play the two three, can handle a little bit, average to good defender, um, thirty eight percent from three. 
He's a player option at 72, oh, 72, 17 million. I assume he'll opt out of that, try to get more money. Um, we could sign him if we clear a lot of cap, but I just don't see that happening. And a trade might be tough as well because Raptors just want to screw you on every deal they make. Um, that would be one. A cheaper option than him, um, but who I, after these playoffs might not that be cheap anymore. Bruce Brown, I also like him at two. Uh, could play a little two and three. Also young, 26, 6'4", good size, can handle a little bit, do a little bit of everything. Uh, shot 36 from three from Denver this year. Um, won't cost, I think, as much as a Gary Trent would, even though he's climbing the ranks. And why not? I mean, why are we not overlooking our own guy? I think we can develop. Can we develop DeAnthony Melton as that kind of guy? He's young, 10 points a game last year, 39% from three last year. He plays defense. He's not big at 6'2", but he's long. So he can guard some of the some of the bigger guards out there. I just think we're completely overlooking him as a possibility. Um, those are my wings. Do you want me to go to point guards or do you want to name some unrealistic wings? Um, is Gabe Vincent the free agent? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. That's one guy for me. I cheated and put him on my point guard list. <laughs> <laughs> That's one guy for me. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, he, he's playing this way. He ain't going to be that cheap anymore, though. Uh, he's still young, 27. Um, my thought would be – my only problem with Vincent when I was doing this was, are we going to get, like, the regular season Vincent? Or are we going to get, like, borderline, like, elite performer this, in the playoffs? Regular, regular season Vincent. Just not elite. Just not, like, not averaging 14 and 4 on 41% from three. Um, well, you mean he he can just be a playoff guy and not a regular season guy? Because there's some playoff guys that are superstars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would just be worried about the the, the, the Cinderella Miami. Like you, every team that signs one of their guys becomes like a pumpkin again when they go somewhere else. And you know, with them, they're a beautiful carriage. Like I, I, I expectations, man. That's not having the Miami system behind you anymore. I guess I, I don't know. But he averaged nine and two. So, so, like, who left Miami didn't have success? Uh, Josh Richardson and Kendrick Nunn. Our team? There's, there's two right there. Josh Richardson who? And Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn? Um, oh, Kendrick Nunn. Where did he go? The Lakers? The Lakers. Lakers, yeah. Oh. Lakers and then Wizards. Yeah, that's also not fair, right? Lakers, like, come on. Now. None deserves another shot. But none was very Gabe Vincent a couple years ago. Everyone was really big on him. He looked good. He did look good. Um, I think even didn't Tyler Johnson even look good for Miami at one point? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another guy. And now he's two years later, he was out of the league. Maybe um, it's not the players. Maybe it's the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. The well, I mean. Coaching on the other side, and then you have the coaching on the gap between the coaching on the heat. development. I'm just saying the development. I'm just saying it's oh, a culture. Yeah. The Heat have a culture and development. You don't hear about all of that craziness. What guys have to do, the responsibilities, and everything they have to do. Some people um, excel in that. Then you get outside of that, and sometimes those restrictions and all those things that helped you. Maybe it was hard, but it helped you get to the point where you're at. And now all of a sudden, that's gone. It does impact guys. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the play. Sometimes it's the culture. Um, but I, I do know that I played – like I coached against Gabe Vincent before he ever went to Miami. And he was shooting and scoring better than he does now. 
That I know. Yeah, I think he fit well next to Maxi too. How, t- how tall is Gabe Vincent? Six four. He's listed at six four. No, he's not six four. I don't remember him being much taller than me. Uh, he's uh, six three one ninety five. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, six, I didn't remember him being much taller than me. Six two six three. Six okay. four. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, now he's six three one ninety five. It was a different website. Said so that this is a basketball reference. You guys raise concerns. I, mean, I know Van Fleet's a little is a little bit smaller than Gabe Vincent, but you guys raise concerns about that being kind of a uh, too small of a backcourt. Would Gabe Vincent and Maxi be a small backcourt or no? Two guys who are six three ish plus, just like Melton and Maxi. Yeah, I mean the reason why I I, I would say, um, I just feel Fred is smaller than he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Gabe's a little bigger than he plays. Almost, he almost plays like like a five ten guy. You know, yeah. he he plays. Um, like he seems small to point guards, not just off guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was when we were kind of we were targeting him in that series, the last series against. Yes, them. That's what I'm saying. Like he just he was he was gimpy for everyone that says, "Oh man, he was terrible when we played against them." He had an injury. But he's also nicked up a lot too, so that's not helping him. Yeah. I, I like him. I just like him with. I like Fred. I just like Fred with a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he fits so well with Gary Trent. I think just with a bigger. It was, it was a good man. It was a good mix. Um, another smallish guy I made note of a point guard on the cheaper side, uh, Trey Jones of the Spurs. Um, smaller side, six one. He's twenty three. Finish off the season well with the Spurs. He averaged 14 and 8 over his last 13 games on 39% from three. I wouldn't take that over Melton. I'd just stay with Melton instead of that. Because I think Trey is just a point guard. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's if we're saying Max is a two, we need a one, and Melton's still going to be our two off the bench. But isn't Trey's brother a better option? Yeah, they, 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 tied him down. they tied him down for a few years last year in free agency. Um, when they got rid of um, Melton, it was I think they kind of chose between those two. You wouldn't go get Austin Reeves? Is he not a free agent? He is. How realistic is that? I think he's talking about getting paid out of the playoffs. He's gonna. I they're mean, talking we, about, they're talking about him getting like Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole money. Well, he can't get that much. Uh, wants- no, I'm saying he can't get it this year. He doesn't have bird rights. What would be his max contract right now? Do you know? Um, I mean, his max that the Lakers can give him. What is yes. max? I mean, the other team can give him whatever their salary cap allows. Whatever his, the minimum, the maximum is for a two-year player. So Lakers can only offer him up to a fifty-one million dollar contract across four years under the current structure. Yeah. Let's they see can match a deal. But then, it, like I think that third year or something, the the salary takes off. But somebody have also had to give him that deal, then they can match it. But they can't offer him that deal. Max, you can get from another team is double that at a hundred million. Yes. That's the one he wants. He wants like four years at a hundred. I think so he wants somebody to give him that deal, and then the Lakers match. So the Lakers it. can match it. Yeah, exactly. So that's that. That's what his people want, at least. Um, so either I mean, way, you're. I, not, I don't think. I think that's why the, the rumor came out 
that the Lakers are going to match him up to 100 million because that's all they can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, the way he's playing. No, I mean, it's not that he doesn't. I mean, deal. If you get it, you deserve it. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying from a standpoint that that came out. I think it came out as a deterrent to turn people away from offering them a deal because the Lakers are going to match it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But another team would be like, especially a Western Conference team, you're like, you're not getting him for fifth. I'm not going to let you get him for that much. I'll sign him. You have to match it. Yes. Because they kind of have to. Yeah. They can't let him go at this point. Um, that's, I mean, the Lakers signing for that. That's. I know. Goodbye, 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 Hachimura. They tied up. Yeah, he's gone. They tied goodbye, up. Hachimura. Maybe a sign-in trade that they can try with Russell. But, I mean, I heard they don't want to resign him anyway. But Is it Vanderbilt free agent, too? Yes. I believe they're all. Yeah, but they're not. I, I don't think they're – at this point, they're probably prioritizing Reeves and then and then Hachimura, I would assume. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, but those guys play well for them. I know. Hachimura deserves a contract, too, now. They play well. I know it's a good it's a good and bad problem to have. You had guys that totally played out outside of their you know what the people were expecting them to do, but now you got now you got to pay them. Um, my last guy, and this is the most unrealistic of the group. I just think he'd be a great Phoenix. I mentioned him last week was Dejounte Murray, young, twenty six, big, six four, average twenty six and five. Spurs, he played more of like a point guard role, a little more of sharing the duties with Trey Young last year, so he can play a little off ball. Um, Shot almost 35% from three. Really good mid-range game. I think you'd be really good in the mid-range of the pick and roll game. I see I see him more as the primary ball handler with Max. You'd say Max is a two with him. But he's Max, also I think he can still be a combo. I would just say I would just, I just see him more as the primary ball handler. Yes. With those two. Yeah. Because I because I think Max is a better scorer. And he can guard the bigger guard on our team, which is great too. So you got the primary ball handler, you got Max. I, that's, that's, I think that's a Murray is just that's a really good guy to put beside him. Um, that's something I wish could really happen. I know. I just don't think it will. But, yeah. They gave up they gave up a lot for him last year. I doubt they're gonna yeah, take I mean, look, I, I think they can move Trey Young before they move him. Wow. Yeah, but they got tough decisions to make. They have 170 million on the books, and he's a free agent next year. So they like they have to get rid of John Collins, Bogdan. Uh, um, they, some, they got some decisions. Man. They got to do something. Yeah, they, 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 it's gonna be a very interesting see, uh, see, off season. I, I just I just know personally that you know some things that were going on down in Atlanta. It isn't about basketball and talent that some of the issues are coming from. Um, so who knows how their decisions are being made. Yeah. Well, Trey Young's definitely their, their version of a superstar for them. If anyone's, if anyone's putting butts in the seats, it's him, right? He, and he's putting in the numbers. He's put it, he's, he's, he's got it. He's gotten it done. Um, yeah. I can't necessarily say, um, whether he's well liked or not in that locker room. I've heard, I heard, I've heard he wasn't. But I don't know. Like I'm not in that locker room, so I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um, I can't sit on. You know, speak as a matter of fact because right. I don't know. I'm not no, in. There that. are a lot of reports. Him and John Collins had problems. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's what saying. It's 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 rumors that he wasn't a, a well liked guy. Um, 
You know what the you know what the cure for that is? You know what the cure for that is? What's that? Prescription of one Tobias Harris. That's what this is. <laughs> Everybody loves Tobias. Everybody, you, you want a good middleman to have in there. You want you want to smooth over, smooth over some Trey Young fights? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> most of the time when you have issues like the rumors that are coming out, um, it really comes from mismanagement from up top. Guys yeah. being able to do some things, get away with stuff, not be held accountable. Other guys having issues with it. Um, the team doesn't handle it properly. That's mm-hmm. why everybody is there is gone. That was there is gone, right? Um, I know he had issues with Nate, but I also know how Nate is. So that doesn't surprise me. But that that confirms to me. I mean, as far as like Nate putting that Nate pushes his players. Or just kind of like a stickler and, you know, on, no, we're going to do it this way. So I, I know that <clears throat> that's one thing. I don't really know the situation, but I do know Nate personally. So I know that <clears throat> how he feels about stuff and how he, you know, how he thinks um, on, you know, guys doing things a certain way. Knocking themselves, yeah. And so I, I think that it was – in my opinion, it was someone above Nate and those guys or that allows guys to do what they want to do. And it's no, some people aren't held accountable because it's – and the reason why I say that is because they had success. Yeah. You had success, and you still got these issues. So to me, it wasn't a basketball thing. Mm-hmm. The, the Murray trade was always so weird for me, though. It was a uh, the Murray trade. When I seen that, I, I in my in my mind, I thought, "Well, they're trying to eventually trade Trey Young." It's it's like their contingency plan. So because I didn't think they were, even though they they played well, got numbers, I didn't really think it was a good. No, it's not. It's not. They're both. Out of, yeah, yeah. It didn't look right to me either. It looked good at times, but I mean, who knows? Who knows what you know? I mean, they're both really good players. Like both, yeah, really, really good players. I'm just saying, I just didn't think it was sort of a good match. I still don't, even though they're just they're just so talented that they can make it work because they're both really good. Maybe they were thinking the same thing we were thinking as far as pairing. Murray with a guy like Maxi. I'm not Maxi's not Trey Young, but you know. I mean that's that's where, that's where Maxi's different than Trey because Maxi has shown us maybe this time last year we thought different of Maxi, but Maxi has shown us this year that he can be a 20 point scorer and not be the primary ball handler. Yeah, yeah. Those two guys have shown you that they can be 20 point scorers and all stars as the primary ball handler. That's what I was saying. He's not even top two on handling the ball on the team. That's that's a hard hard and MB touch the ball more than him. Yeah, so so I, I just that's why I see it as a little different. That's why I, when they made that move, I was like, oh, so we'll yeah. see. When you were talking about Atlanta, I know we're, we're going to get into some Atlanta trade talks, um, hypotheticals. Um, Bogdanovich would be an interesting guy next to Maxi. Yes. Yeah. As yeah. a one, you can only be the one with him. Yes. Mm. Yes, that's a, that's a really yeah. good. Option. That's a really good option. That's a good one. I like that. 
Atlanta's it's, actually got. If you're talking about Atlanta people, Atlanta's got some We need to make. If they haven't already, they need to make a lot of calls to Atlanta. Be like, we got. We like Hunter. We like Collins in his own way. We like uh, Bogdanovich. We like uh, Murray. Uh, we like Sadiq Bay. We can do a lot of things right now with you. <laughs> and, and and look, yeah, I mean, is Tobias Harris better than some of these guys? Arguable. He's not younger. He's got a huge contract. But the one thing they definitely need, forget about talent and mesh, they need cap relief. They don't have the money. They've given – they have, I think, five guys making over $15 million a season. Wow. In a time where you need to cut salary or you're going to be screwed in the future. So – Again, this is not only a very interesting offseason for a lot of teams to get their books in order before this, these, uh, uh, you know, all these new rules come into play. Specifically for Atlanta, like their top, their top for next season, their top one, two, three, four, five, their top six salaries for next season are 40, 25, 20, 19, 18, and 20. That is six guys making 18 or more. Like that, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I, had, I, I had someone tell me um, it was a quote about Atlanta. When Atlanta didn't have the, the year that they had. Um, and they were like, well, what happened in Atlanta? And then the, the quote was, they all got paid. Mm-hmm. So they still one guy to pay. Murray still has to get his contract. So, so like, that's his third one, right? Yes, yes. This will be his third. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, I mean, he's a bargain. Eighteen million for him is steal. That's why they probably gave us so many picks for him because it was cheap for his talent. Um, but yeah, man, that's I can't wait. Atlanta's going to be doing stuff this offseason for sure. Mm-hmm. And people were throwing their name in the whole Jalen Brown sweepstakes. It's like, what? So their cap go up to what? I mean, yeah, they're going to match it, but you're going to have. Two, you're gonna have a forty million dollar player. You're gonna have a sixty million dollar player. You're gonna have a twenty five million dollar. He's from Atlanta, lives there too. So that's where that's getting some of that. Oh, it makes sense. Put some skin in the game right there. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Plus, I mean, the the new coach hire mid season. I mean, he's probably has a, has certain ideas with the team. You know that you know because he hasn't really had a chance to to do anything with this roster. So I mean, yeah. he's also gonna have a say in the roster. Yep. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, all right, so our final topic, this is the one that uh, I wanted to tell you guys about. This is pretty fu- funny stuff that I saw on Twitter earlier. Um, so this this topic is about uh, hypothetical Tobias Harris trades. Um, that was on Twitter? N- no, no, no. Well, all these trades have been getting traction on Twitter, but this report that I'm about to read to you, this uh, came out this this morning. No, last night, late last night. Um, so this you'll, you'll like this, Eric. <laughs> So let's go to the phones. It's a it's a Twitter account that doesn't report anything. This is not like a report, but every every person in Philadelphia is to quote tweeting this, laughing about this online because it's, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so take this for what it, for what it's worth. A friend texted me saying he was at a sat at a dinner next to who he found out was Tobias Harris's agent. During the dinner, Harris's agent was on speakerphone telling Tobias that he was apparently going to get traded. Also mentioned, the Sixers are likely to re-sign James Harden. A <laughs> uh, guy who said this is not a sports guy, but was shocked at the lack of discretion from Harris's agent and found it all very amusing. I have no reason to make this up. And then, obviously, uh, it came 
people responded to it were like, well, Tobias Harris's agent is his father. So, uh, and then the person, <laughs> the person, the person quote tweeted it confirmed that the person sitting next to his friend was Tobias Harris's agent. Because they sent him the picture of his dad saying, ask your friend if this is the guy at the table. And then he came back later and said, yes, my friend confirmed that that's the guy at the table. <laughs> so apparently Tobias's father was on speakerphone at a restaurant <laughs> telling his son that the six were going to trade him. Casually in the middle of a middle of a restaurant. And also telling him they're going to resign James Harden too in that same conversation. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, those two, they're probably linked. Like, hey, man, they're going to resign Harden. Therefore, you're going to get traded because they need to make some of that money back. But apparently, run it back says it's $50 million a year. So, so are we saying um, Tobias is going to get traded like before the draft or something or at draft day or something? Like, is that what all of this is coming from? Hey. His dad didn't specify that was that was not specified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His dad's doppelganger didn't specify. I think it was be a lot of movement this month, though. The month only before. thing that has more rumors and something like that is is realignment, conference realignment in college college um, sports. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> probably that's the only thing that has more rumors. Oh man, I saw this. I was like, "Got we got to tell Eric about this." I mean, this oh is, yeah, this, this is this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever, I've ever heard. That's they come. That's about that's about right. You, Marcus, you and your your people. That's uh, you know, always coming up with stuff, man. <laughs> Taser you. trying to give Taser worry about how much money you make, and you sitting up here trying to trade them in in rumors and and <laughs> ear hustling the people in in, in restaurants. I did hear his dad picked up the bill, though, so that's nice. But, yeah, obviously, over, like, the last two years, there have been so many different Tobias Harris hypotheticals, um, and this year it's obviously getting more traction as, you know, going into his final year of his contract. That could be enticing for some teams. So um, I gather I some – I don't know if there's ever been – this many rumors of the same guy in like fake trades before he actually gets traded before we're on like, I think like three years of like wild Tobias Harris trade rumors, by the way, but yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I, I compiled uh, some of the, the three highest ones that have gotten the most traction on Twitter. Uh, just to get your guys' thoughts on the trades. Um, so the first one uh, we're going to begin in Atlanta where we just talked about Um Perfect. So uh, this trade was John Collins, Sadiq Bay, and Garrison Matthews for Tobias Harris and a future second-round pick. Um, would you guys accept that trade, and what do you guys like about that trade? I would take it. Yes. Gives us a starting three, gives us a starting four. Three and four. Yep. And a, yep. And a quality backup. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. If we can shed Ferk, that's pretty much Ferk for two less million, three less million. Um See, Sour his, his pocket. Ain't nobody brought up first, man. This whole thing's about pockets. Dude, <laughs> he, he didn't add him in the trade. He didn't even come up. You put him in there. And then talk about his salary. We would love to add Ferk to that trade. The problem is, that's the problem with this trade, is that we're actually not getting back enough salary. I think we need to get back more because they're already over the I think they're already a second apron over there. So I don't know if that would even work. Um, they probably need to add someone else to that deal for it to work. Yeah. But I, I, for, I will say for Ferk's sake, Ferk has been wanting out since what, the February or wait, wait, wait a month before the yeah, trade yeah, deadline. Yeah, he, 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 so, yeah, he's wanted out. 
So he wants to go. I mean, in fairness to him. Let go. Get him the fuck out of here. He <laughs> ain't right in his back, too. <laughs> hey, man, Harden's wall's going to get fatter. We got to send some guys out. So this next one's an interesting one, probably the least likely of the three, I would say. Um, this is one that, you know, sometimes I see these hypothetical trades. I'm like, why is that even being talked about? It's not going to happen. That's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, the second one is Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Beal for Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and Tasia's boy for Concord Moss. Dang. Um, <laughs> uh, do you guys, would you A, accept this trade? B, do you like this trade? I wouldn't take it. No. I like those guys. I like those guys, but I just think um, Maxi right now can do can get me to where Bill is. He can give me those numbers, and, and I don't think that he's going to command the salary that Bill has. Yeah, I agree. This would be the biggest change out of all the trades. This is a massive overall. Um, it also means with the salary we're taking on. We still wouldn't resign Harden because Beal makes a fifty plus already. You can't have between yeah, Beal. That was the thing too that you couldn't have both of those guys. You wouldn't. No, no, yeah. It'd be like a one on one tournament with one versus five. Um, now, if you could somehow keep, it wouldn't happen because that's why they're doing the deal. If you could somehow keep Maxi and give him like a twenty nine first round, then I mean, yes, I would absolutely do it. I love Kuzma. I love the Kuzma fit next to Embiid. I think he's a great fit next to Embiid. Play defense, play on a three, play on a four, can shoot the outside jumper, can rebound. I, I like Kuzma a lot as a fit. And he's a free agent, so be a sign and trade, but that all depends. You never know because the new Washington GM might come in and want to clean up that salary. So what better than a $40 million or 45 with FERC, you know, cleaning up your salary next year? But I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Answer me this, uh, Eric, as well. Be all elite player. You know, elite score. He got paid a lot. Well, he's made, he's about, I mean, fifty to sixty million over the next four years. He needs to sustain a high level of play, though, right? To to keep that worth of his contract. I mean, to me, is it's it's he's, that's almost a negative asset. Soon, he's played well, but he's been injured. Um, but he's yeah. played well when he he he's played. It's just that. He's sort of that, and I know we've talked about Jimmy Butler before. He's sort of that Jimmy Butler type of guy. Like, as the number one option, they may win some games. They may not. But as the two and three, that team is really, really good. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes, but he's getting paid like a 1A. You, I'm just saying that. Now, of course, you're going to talk about salary. <laughs> I'm not talking about salary. Naturally. Yes. About skill set. The skill set is sort of like, as a number one option, if they got the right pieces, yeah, they can make a run. But when he's two and definitely three, that team is really, really good and consistently good. Um, that, I kind of see him like that. Um, well, he, because, would be a two with, he would be a two with Embiid. Yes. Yes. Um, but I just think for, I just think if you keep Max, you're able to get more around Joel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think Beal's a good player. I, I like those guys with us. I just don't, I just, 
I, I think that's an all-in thing. Yes. Um, and I'm not that's ready to, for that to be the all-in. Yeah. I agree. Um, so the final trade that we have here, this one's reasonable. Um, so this is Chicago Bulls. Um, this would be uh, Zach Levine, Alex Caruso for Tobias Harris, Tasia's boy, Furkan Korkmaz, and a future pick. Where would you guys uh, go with this one? You said Zach Levine? Zach Levine, Alex Caruso yeah. for Tobias Harris, Furk, and a future pick. That's another guy I wanted to put, by the way, in yeah, the previous. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that because of Zach Levine. Yeah, I agree. Zach Levine's a good fit with, with – uh, Zach Levine allows you to – if James doesn't come back, you got Maxie the one, he allows you to bring Maxie off the bench. Oh, you mean if Harden did come back too? Yes, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a, that's a big – I mean, I guess it's not that crazy because, I mean, the salaries, uh, Tobias and, and – and, I mean, we're making these trade questions. No, Tobias and, and Levine make right? No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, well, it's you know not – You look at it both ways. If he returns or he doesn't return. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We could you could do that with if, if, if Tobias is leaving and James isn't coming back. I mean, we got to address that position too. Yes. Yeah. So Levine, Levine, like good size. Bill trade is like okay. That's what I'm saying. So if I'm thinking the bill and I'm giving up Maxi, then I can't be looking at it as James not there either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Levine would be a decent fit next to Maxi, bigger I mean, six five. I'm just saying, and then we give enough three starters to get two. Yeah. Oh, because you're not getting Harden back too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I, I like Levine. I didn't. I didn't name him earlier in that those lists because a, it's not as realistic. But is he a free agent? No. No. He's he's locked yeah, in for. Like, well, we were looking. Yeah. 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 So it have to be like a trade, like a Murray type thing. But but there there are rumors of them blowing it up and trying to clean up their salary cap. So. You yeah, don't know. There was rumors of them blowing it up and keeping them and yeah. not keeping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One would be getting rid of DeRozan. The other one would be getting rid of him. So I also – a lot of Philly fans don't like DeRozan addition. I honestly wouldn't mind that at all if you're going to get rid of Tobias and add DeRozan. I wouldn't mind that either. Um, it's, it's a different kind of thing than this because this you put him next to Maxi. I think. He's 6'5". He can guard the bigger guards. Um, can just go off on his own, can play make a little bit, he can shoot 39%. Um, and honestly, I'd rather have, I know the contracts, I'd rather have him at 40 than have James at 50. You guys agree with that? I, I ain't getting in anybody's pockets like you. Um, no, but if I said this guy for 40 or this guy for 50, you can you can say Yeah, that. I mean, obviously, if it, it helps the team get better, I mean, then you still got a serviceable guy. Um, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to um, – how how they you know how you got Maury and now Nurse how they view Maxi that's what it's going to come down to I know right? yeah because you're going to have to pay him so are you mm-hmm. paying him to be your off guard or are you paying him to be your primary ball yeah yeah and unfortunately if you don't get Harden back you're going to have to address right now which kind of which one you're going to put him in yeah unless you get unless you're lucky enough to get like a Levine or a Murray which can kind of 
you can kind of alternate them a little bit, right? I mean, Murray can be your primary, and sometimes Maxie can run the point if Murray's on the bench. I mean, I, I, but I do believe if James does not come back, um, someone will come. I, I do believe it will be a sign and trade. Yeah. If he doesn't come back. If we did add to that trade with Houston, like let's say he does go back to Houston – Will, will we be get will we get somebody from Houston or that would allow us to uh, give us the um, I forgot what that was that abbreviation Tasia the one that TPE TPE that that'd be in lieu of getting someone from Houston? I, I would assume yeah, it would be get something and you would get a trade exception which allows you to go and get address that I mean the only I I could see the only one them doing is probably Porter Jr. just because you'd have a long game of guards at there I mean you'd someone have to go yeah, and they don't have to give up some of those guards because yeah you can't. Which I, I again, I didn't list him earlier, but I wouldn't mind Porter Jr. either. He's like an 18, 19 point scorer, can rebound, can, can, he's kind of like a poor man's not as good defender version of a uh, Murray, actually. Um, on the bigger side, like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, so, you know, I wouldn't mind that either. And the best part about Porter Jr. is, sorry, Eric, um, none of his contracts guaranteed. So he's 15 million, and we get to, we get to say yes or no on that every year. <laughs> Well, with Porter Jr., his pocket is a Sixers pocket pocket because they could be like, no, it's like an allowance almost. Like, no, not not this time. You don't get that. <laughs> um, Would you like that fit, Eric? KPJ Maxi? Yeah, I mean, I like it. Um, I, I still think that that would have to be addressed in another way. I think you get a trade exception and you get an additional player somehow. Um, yeah. Have to see how that goes, but you still have Melton. But I, I, I still think you have to address in in a different way, in an additional way, rather. Here's one that just came up uh, recently. Um, it was a lot of talk of um, uh, around um, all the draft stuff. There's gonna be a lot of moves this offseason. Teams are gonna start making you know, trade calls uh, about Indiana looking for a power forward, a reliable power forward to have there. Uh, someone brought up the fact that um, they could see them doing like a healed for like Tobias and we would get back, you know, $20 million of cap relief and then add healed. And then in doing so you could re-sign Harden and you can add the um, um, TMLE, the, 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 the $13 million exception. Was that something that would interest you for cap flexibility? I know you're not, I know heels on a power forward, but you can maybe sign someone with that money. Um, I, I would, yeah, I would consider that. Yeah, I would, I would definitely take that one. You, you can address the shooting. You can still address um, that position in, 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 the, in another way. Still have P.J. Niang and, you know, hopefully maybe McDaniels back. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably take that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then you, you get Reed back. And like you say, if Reed, you know, increases the shooting, then he'll be the four man. <laughs> I mean, but, it, but ultimately, yeah, you get – Heel back and and the signing of PJ like should address the four. Should yeah, and Niang PJ and Niang should address the four. So you'd be happy going into next season as your four, PJ and Niang. If you get someone like Buddy Hill, then you have an exception, trade exception that you can address it however you need to address it. Yes, mm. but that. Trade exception would have to be addressed a certain way. So I'm looking at it as Oh, you're, you're saying if Harden's gone. Hmm? You're saying if Harden's gone, you mean. 
That's not what you said. Oh, you mean the Toby heel deal? Yeah, you said you make the heel deal with Harden there. That's what you yeah, said. I, I, from what I read, people are speculating, obviously. It would just be healed for Harris. No no exception. We would just get $20 million of cap relief. Oh, I thought you said exception. No, I, no. I, 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 that too. Yeah, I mean, you deception, but I mean, I'm not willing to do anything with Tobias until I know the direction of James Harden. Yes. I would assume they do this knowing. Yeah, you got to really know which, how your team is going to look. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. If you're saying James isn't there, I'm, I'm not certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you would do that. I think you would do that knowing James is coming back. So you have James, yes. Maxie. Yes. Uh, you go a little more defensive. You can start with McDaniels. You have to address the shooting. That's, that's what I'm saying. And your bench would be loaded. You'd have like Springer, Melton, Heald, Reed, um, Niang. You can play three. I mean, he's basically a small four. You can play that. He can, but defensively, Maxie, Harden, and Heald. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know, man. You have to score 150 points every game to, to be able to undo that. The nurse so, is like the Bill Belichick of defense in the NBA, dude. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah. have to play defense. Yeah, Bill, Bill Belichick of defense with no Hall of Famers on, on the actual defensive side, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. So what do we have this year in game seven in Boston? Oof. No, but we need to improve that, right? No, I'm just saying. That what do we have this year? What do we have? A collapse in the, in the second half of the I'm game. I'm just saying, like, the guy went for 50 in the game seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I was saying I, I would probably like McDaniels starting at the three. No, when we had defenders now, I'm just saying, like, people are going to still score the basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to be a collective thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's why I wanted my boy Reed to get more playing time. Play a little defense. And then you're gonna say we can't score. So you know, well, if you have healed Maxi Harden and Embiid, do you need Reed to score more than six points a game? I mean, Tucker isn't. You and that's what Marcus and his people are gonna say when he'll yeah. score. Yeah, there's <laughs> never there. You can't win. You can't win. Hey, if Reed's shooting forty percent from three, uh, I'll be I'll be happy with well, that. But if Reed shoots forty percent from three, he's gonna start and play like thirty five minutes a game. Okay, that's just that's he is the I mean. That would be a massive jump. Be huge. <laughs> but uh, we we have the the shot doctor and Nick Nurse going to break down his shot. He's going to he's going to he's going to turn him into a uh, Rafe LaFrance, man. Wow. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> Nurse, you were just killing Nick Nurse um, when he played in the playoffs. Now he's the savior. <laughs> Make up y'all line, man. Which one y'all? Which one you gonna do? Now he's six years like, oh man, he's great. He do this and break down shots and this and that. And we just sat up there and played against them and said Toronto's team couldn't shoot. Would you Which one is it? Which one is it, Marcus? Which one is it? I, I was making fun of Tejas. Then we played them when they said they had no shooters. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. So what are we talking about? No, I'm just making fun of Tasia saying he's breaking down shots and he loves doing that. That's I, I wasn't I, that was Tasia. I was just quoting him. Oh, you see how he put that on you, Tasia? <laughs> hey, uh, Boucher, he Siakam, was, Boucher, Siakam, OG Ananobi. All shots have improved over the last three years. What are the percentages though? Like, what do you mean? We, we you're saying shots have improved as far as look at the shot or the percentages. Because you're talking about breaking down shots. Oh, we were actually watching um, the Toronto game against uh, – what, what series? What year was that? 18, 19? 
We it was the uh, Cavs rap. It was the it was the Raptors series. They they got swept. Yes, Nurse, Nurse wasn't there. Yeah, he was he was assistant on that step. We were actually watching him a little bit because he was more vocal than Dwayne Casey was in the sidelines. He he was more um, vi- visibly um, what's the word uh, demonstrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can um, do number two seat. It's true. So Ananobi's percentages have increased and his volumes increased. So he went from what 2.7 his rookie year to five and a half now a game attempts. And he shot 37 and 33 his first two years. Uh he shot 39 this year. So Siakam? Uh Ananobi. I do know that those guys in Toronto, um, they put in work. You got it. This in LA, like their their whole team would go to work out in LA and California and work together. So they put in work. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not big on when a guy makes improvement as a professional, saying the coach is the one who did it. Because when he doesn't have success, we're not coming and blaming the coach for his him not having success shooting. Yep. So. Why are we giving the coach credit when it goes the other way? Yeah, it's definitely not 50-50, but in the case of, like, Ben Simmons, for instance, when he wasn't improving his shot, I know, I mean, people were tearing him down. But people were also tearing down, you know, Brett Brown for coddling him too much and not getting on him about improving his game. Yeah, that's, but that's not breaking down the shot. That's not like, breaking down the shot and creating the shot. That's the how you, like, treating him. You're not holding them accountable, but that's not necessarily working directly with his shot is what I'm saying. Yes, that's that's true. That's true. I don't know what they were doing as far as that goes. I don't think anyone did. But all right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. Hopefully next week we'll have um, some more um, Twitter uh, Twitter reporters uh, out there to, uh, to help us uh, create segments yeah. for the show. <laughs> They're good, man. <laughs> as you can talk about the money part. That's true. That's true. Or our cap, cap, our cap analyst over here. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.